Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Back again in my home recording space. Uh, this week I am here to talk about one of the biggest health factors, uh, or rather health risks, of today's day and age. And just, this is society in general, and it was... Uh, a big problem even before everything with COVID and now with everything with COVID I feel like this is just ratcheted up a hundredfold. We've been talking about physical conditioning quite a bit the past couple of weeks or rather we started last week so I want to continue down that that same path this week as we talk about stress. Now what is stress? It's the body's reaction to harmful situations. See, the thing about this is, it's not just about real situations, it's also perceived harmful situations. When you feel threatened, there's a chemical reaction that occurs in your body that allows you to act in a way to prevent injury. We know this from like fight or flight, like you know that uh, if, you're, if you guys drive, if you're old enough to drive, you know that when you get one of those near miss kind of things, uh, all of a sudden you're you know, your body reacts based on your experience. You get yourself out of the way. You avoid the situation. But afterwards, what happens? Your breathing is going really, really fast. Your heart rate is going fast. Your muscles are tight. Your blood pressure rises. Afterwards, you're huffing and puffing. And you always say the same thing afterwards. Oh, my God. It all happened so fast. See, there's a million things that can cause stress to, to people. And that's the thing we have to remember, that some things will cause stress in you but won't cause stress in somebody else, and vice versa. See, stress in and of itself is not a bad thing. In certain small doses, it can definitely help push you a little bit. Right? It, it can help, you know, a deadline is an example of stress. But, obviously, lots of stress and ongoing stress would not be good for us, right? We're just not equipped for it. We're not built to deal with it. It's one of the reasons that um, the greatest uh, epidemic, I should say, that is following our pandemic is mental health issues, other health issues, and they're all related to stress from the current situation. So let's get ourselves into some things that are symptoms of stress. We'll start with some emotional symptoms. The first would be getting easily upset, frustrated, or just generally being moody. We've all had those bad days where we find ourselves interacting with people, our coworkers, our family, our clients, and we're a little shorter than usual, right? Things that wouldn't necessarily bother us before, suddenly they're bothering us a lot more. And I'm sure we've all caught ourselves on those bad days being a little shorter with someone than we really should have been. And usually afterwards you feel bad about it. And why? Because you're having that bad day and you took your bad day out on them. But the thing about it is, we know what made that day a bad day. It was stressful. Another emotional symptom is feeling overwhelmed, like you're losing control or you need to take control. Another manifestation in this same regard 
is feeling like a small task is insurmountable. Um, my own personal experience when uh, I was reopening the school uh, after being closed for the lockdown, I had to call all the different utility companies and get services turned back on and so forth. And when I did, there was, it was funny, three of my four utility companies reached out to me and I let them know what was going on and they were all great the entire time. But there's one company in particular that here on Long Island especially, they have a monopoly in a lot of areas and they're very, very, very difficult to deal with. They used to be a very small company, very local, and they got bought by a bigger conglomerate and now uh, they're a little too big for their britches. But I remember that I, I needed to call them and I knew it was going to be a pain in the neck and I knew it was going to be a headache. And I put this phone call off for like 10 days thinking it was going to be this whole giant to do. And when I finally wound up calling them, it was like a 10 minute phone call. And I was like, I got all worked up because of that. Well, it was just because I was so stressed with all the things on my plate that I felt like this one task that was going to be reasonably small was going to be overwhelmingly huge. Let's get back on the path of emotional symptoms. Having difficulty relaxing or quieting your mind. Right? Like we, we all know those nights where you just can't seem to fall asleep. You can't quite shut your brain off. What, what's going on? I mean, generally, our brain isn't just going in random circles. It's usually trying to fit together the puzzle piece that is that conundrum that is stressing us out. Another emotional symptom, generally feeling bad about yourself, right? Having low self-esteem, feeling lonely, worthless, or depressed. Just generally having a low self-image. Right? Usually that's a factor of feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you can't handle everything that's going on. You can't handle the things that are causing the stress. And it changes the lens that you look at yourself with. And obviously that's a problem, right? Because obviously when we are defeated, it's a little more difficult for us to rise to challenges. And if we don't rise to the challenge, we stay lost in the sauce. We stay down and out instead of pushing ourselves forward. Another very common emotional symptom, and this will definitely relate to what we talked about uh, several weeks ago, the idea of sheepdogs. We'll avoid others. We will definitely set ourselves some distance between us and our friends because the thing about stress is it sometimes becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you feel like you can't handle it, you feel like you're all alone, and you'll kind of manifest that thought by simply not um, seeking out the help that you need, feeling like you don't have others to lean on, when obviously leaning on those other people would certainly be helpful. Now, that's just the emotional idea, uh, side of stress, but there's definitely some physical symptoms as well. And this is a, another lens for us to look at. It's something that's really, really important for us to factor in how what's going on in our head can affect what's going on in our body. So let's explore a couple of those symptoms. Firstly, low energy. Like you just can't get up for things. Like you don't have the motivation to do anything. And I'm sure we've all had those days where we're just so crazed, we have a million things going on, but we just can't seem to get moving. 
We can't seem to get the ball rolling. Again, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy. It's that feedback loop of sitting down in the hole and not trying to get yourself out of it, not making the effort to climb out of it. When obviously if we started to make the climb, we'd be amazed at how quickly we can get there. Here's a very common one that we think about with stress. Headaches. Well, where do those headaches come from? It comes from tension. It comes from us being just generally tense. Right? Obviously, you know, uh, when we think about things that are a conundrum, we think about them as a headache. Man, this problem is a real headache. Well, why? Because so often, when there's a conundrum, it physically manifests itself in a headache. So obviously, that's a negative physical factor that we just commonly think of with stress. It comes right along with aches and pains of tense muscles, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten a massage. If not, I highly recommend it, especially when you're stressed out because your body goes into that tension mode. When you're stressed out, your body locks itself up. And you hear quite often about how we carry stress here, there, or everywhere. Well, think about it. If your shoulders and neck and even like people tend to grind their teeth and clench their jaw quite a bit when they're stressed out, all those things are going to lead to a headache. And man, I don't know about you, but if the headache is bad enough, I find myself having a hard time getting motivated to do anything. I got to do things to eliminate that headache before I can worry about eliminating whatever's on my to-do list or so forth. Next, uh, upset stomach, including things uh, of every ilk that are, that are connected to an upset stomach, also to digestive problems, right? indigestion, right? and just other general problems, nausea, constipation, the opposite. Right? Why? Because, again, our system's thrown into wonky places because of the stress. It's not uncommon for there to be a rapid heartbeat or even chest pains. Right? We think so often about someone being so stressed and so worked up they have a heart attack. If you think about it, obviously that comes into that's a cardiovascular um, result of all the stress that's going on. Now this next one I think really factors in to what we touched on with emotional problems. Uh, having a mind that you just can't shut off, or having difficulty relaxing, and that would be insomnia. Those nights where you stare at the ceiling, it usually comes from not being able to shut your mind off. It's not just a simple factor if your body doesn't want to relax, it's that your mind won't shut off. Because if your mind won't shut off, how are you ever going <laughs> to check into sleep? Frequent colds and infections. We know that a person can worry themselves sick. Right? You ever notice that the people that you know that are the, mo the highest strung, that are, seem to be stressed out the most, they seem to get sick the most too. Well, why? Because it, it can have a real negative effect on your immune system. It's just the way our body responds because it, it's in constant fight mode. So if it's a constant fight mode, of course it's going to wear down your, your immune system. And when your immune system is worn down, of course you're more susceptible to the basic things. Obviously, in your relationships, there's going to be not only emotional uh, distances there, but physical ones as well. Right? You're going to have loss of, of, of connections and desires. Again, based on stress, based on not feeling 
right in your own mind. Things such as uh, nervousness and shaking, ringing in the ears, cold or sweaty hands or feet. Again, just physical manifestations of your body being stressed, being in fight mode all the time. And then dry mouth and difficulty swallowing, because obviously dry mouth <laughs> makes it difficult to swallow. But again, just another thing that goes wrong with our body based on being stressed. We'll move on to cognitive symptoms now. Things that are going on in our mind, which I think will kind of expand on the thought from before about uh, not being able to relax or quiet your mind. So just some things that often go on in your mind when you're very stressed. Constant worrying. Racing thoughts. Forgetfulness and disorganization. An inability to focus. Poor judgment. Being pessimistic or only seeing the negative side. It's like we've talked about before, that when you're in the hole, it's very difficult to seem to find a way out. Well, why? Because it's we're stuck in that mode. Our brain is set to that frequency. And it's because our body is feeling that way. When our body's, when our body's feeling that way, it's really, really difficult to get out of that mode. Like we talked recently about a positive mindset and so forth and about how the days when you wake up in a good mood, you laugh everything off, but on the days where you wake up in a bad mood, you seem to find more and more negative. It's the same when it comes to stress. When you are stressed out, you tend to find more things to be stressed out about. It's just the way our brain has worked. When it's programmed to that one frequency, it's pretty easy to find it. So now let's go to some behavioral symptoms of stress. Changes in appetite, such as eating not enough or eating too much. Right? People think often about stress eating, about gaining weight because of stress, but they don't think about the opposite, which is just as dangerous. Not eating, not fueling your system, and losing weight because of stress. Procrastination and avoiding responsibilities. Think about my earlier story about uh, pushing off that call to the utility company. Again, it was a 10-minute phone call that I could have had done weeks earlier, but why didn't I? Just because I was stressed with my giant to-do list. Increase of, of unhealthy habits, such as alcohol or drugs or cigarettes. Why, just doing anything to try to take your mind off of what you're doing, to cloud your thoughts, to put yourself somewhere else. Exhibiting more nervous behavior, such as nail-biting, fidgeting, pacing. Like we've definitely all experienced that. We had someone like, you know, you get a crazy phone call, you get all worked up because of that crazy phone call, and you find yourself pacing, you find yourself getting physically worked up, all based off of what was going on on the phone. Now, the, the thing about this is it can exacerbate other serious health problems, especially long-term stress. If someone has existing mental problems, such as depression, anxiety, or personality disorders, stress is only going to make those things worse. It's only going to magnify those things to higher places. Think about it. If you're a person who suffers from depression, the idea of being stuck in a state of constant worry, erasing thoughts, being pessimistic, those things is, are definitely not going to be helpful. You're going to be stuck in that place. Right? Cardiovascular disease. Again, the aforementioned heart attack, high blood pressure, abnormal heart rhythm, heart attacks, uh, stroke, 
obesity, and obviously if you're obese and, and or you have opposite eating disorders, we know we talked about how stress can affect your appetite and the way that you eat, and obviously it would only exacerbate those problems. Um, women, it can mess up your cycle, obviously. Um, in terms of uh, skin and hair problems, it'll increase things such as acne, psoriasis, eczema, permanent hair loss. Like we know, we've all been really stressed out and we start to break out, right? Why? Because our skin is manifesting and the stress right on our face, literally and figuratively. And obviously, gastrointestinal problems, uh, things such as um, gastritis, ulcerative colitis, uh, irritable colon, these type of things, will just be exacerbated by stress. So that's all that stress that can do for us, to us, I should say. But let's talk about the important thing. Let's talk about what you do to get rid of stress, to actively manage it. Obviously, if there's a specific thing that's making you stressed out that you can get away from, the first thing to do would be get away from that. I, I saw a funny thing online uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, it was a woman talking about her aunt and her uncle, and the aunt and uncle got divorced, and the aunt said to the young lady, oh, I, I used to think that I was depressed, and now that I'm divorced, I realized it was just your uncle. <laughs> One thing stressing her out, and as a result, affecting her in a huge, huge way. Like, I know my own father, I think I've talked about this in the past, he was working in a place where he was, the environment was not good for him. Uh, he was stressed out all the time. The, the culture just wasn't conducive to who he is as a person. He wasn't making the difference he liked to make. He wasn't feeling the camaraderie he liked to feel. He was feeling tense all the time. My father walked into that place uh, with, you know, 95% of his hair black, and he walked out of it with 95% of his hair gray. Sure, he's older, but it happened in a very short time, all because of what that place was doing to him. And if he, you can, if you can get away from that thing that's stressing you out, great. Then there's obviously physical things, and the first is the one that I feel the best about: getting regular physical exercise. It's just your outlet for stress. It's your way to, to just take that energy that our body's creating by being worked up and you know, fighting off that real or perceived threat, getting it out of us. I know I've definitely been worked up and you know, go hit the bag, go run, I'd even just take the dogs for a walk, just something to get the angst out. And afterwards, I always feel better. Not just because it opposed to work out pheromones, but because, uh, or not, excuse me, not pheromones, uh, endorphins rather. Um, but just having a place to direct that energy is huge. And you can even practice uh, relaxation techniques such as deep breathing and meditation. If you're a person who likes yoga, things like that. I mentioned massage. Um, a, a similar idea that I like this, that I like that's a uh, on this vein is go going uh, floating, like we've talked about sensory deprivation floats. I find that it's a great way for me personally to shut out the world for, for 90 minutes. If that's something that's, that's available near you, I would check it out, if, especially if you have a high level of stress. Um, keeping a sense of humor, <laughs> it seems simple, but it's important nonetheless. Spending time with your friends and your family. I find that that's one of the great distractions of life, that when you, um, you know, like there's always a million things going on in all of our lives. 
But I find that one of the easiest ways to be in the moment is to be talking to our loved ones. Like this weekend, I had, I had some time with one of my childhood best friends. I had some time with, with uh, some of Mrs. Sensei's fa- uh, family. And during both of those times, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I didn't have the chance to have my mind anywhere else. It was just so engaging. And don't forget to do to make time for things such as reading a book, listening to music, listening to your favorite podcast that comes out every Wednesday. Things like that are just, an, again, another way to direct our mind on something that isn't the stressor. And something like that is invaluable. To me, combine all those things. But some of those things are a kind of a band-aid. Right? When it comes to things like physical activity, though, when it comes to things like regular exercise, that's just managing. That's one of those things to me that's maintenance. Right? You, just like you have to change the oil in your car every 3,000 miles or the car's not going to work right, or obviously more than 3,000 miles these days, but I digress. If you're not exercising regularly, if you're not burning out that energy regularly, then you're fighting a losing battle. If you only exercise when you feel stressed, then it becomes then exercise sometimes becomes a negative. I feel like the best ex, uh, the best medicine is preventative medicine, and I feel like exercise, as great as it is physically, it's also wonderful mental preventative exercise. So set your routine, make that the first step in getting your mind in good working order. And uh, as is the mind, so will follow the body. So use the body to get the, uh, the angst out of the mind. That way, it'll be much, much easier for you to find that healthy place. So that's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can go online and find my school at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the map.